Hello, everyone, and welcome out to The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, a podcast where I sit down with some of my friends in the local Columbus, Ohio theater, film an improv scene, and talk a bunch of geeky stuff. Some of it good, some of it bad, but all of it definitely geeky. If you enjoy our programs, be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts and to leave a review, or subscribe and leave a review wherever you can get podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from our lovely backers on Kickstarter, like Jen and Brian Petrie, for example. Jen and Brian are actually friends of mine as well. I just want to say thank you so much for backing us on Kickstarter, and uh, I know that they are both fans of music, so uh, rock on, and thank you for supporting the local Ohio podcast community. Our official sponsor of the show is Audible. With over 200,000 titles to choose from, get one audiobook and two Audible originals each month included with your trial, even once your trial ends and normal membership begins. How rad is that? Best part is you own your library, meaning you keep the books even if you cancel with Audible, plus you get easy exchanges. So, don't love a book? Swap it out for free anytime. Sign up for your free trial over at audibletrial.com forward slash goodbadgeeky. Download the Audible app and start enjoying your new audiobook. Before we go a bit further, I just wanted to welcome you to episode 419, which is the start of season 14 of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Uh, it's been kind of wacky, the end of 2019. Uh, we had a bunch of episodes recorded, and and then stuff happened. Um, and maybe I'll do an episode just on what stuff did happen in more detail um the long short of it was there was some health stuff mixed with holiday stuff mixed with more health stuff that stopped a few of those already recorded episodes from being released on time and as planned meaning that season 13 ended up well a bit prematurely but no matter the 2020 summer movie season is starting here soon and season 14 will start there and we'll pepper some of these episodes out and wait wait what what's hold on what's that Oh, COVID-19 happened, you say? Uh Uh-huh. And the country's falling apart and movie theaters are closed? Okay, okay. So, yeah, that happened. Our break in between the seasons has been delayed, but during the delay, Will and I were able to get Opposing Roles up and going. And uh, just a quick plug for that, check out opposingrolespod.com for new episodes and how to subscribe. But you're going, Nick, why aren't you recording episodes talking about stuff being released via streaming? And you know what? You're right. That's a fair point. With being distracted by everything else going on, recording a movie slash TV slash geek-based podcast, though, just didn't seem as important. But you're going, Nick, why didn't you release those episodes pre-recorded instead? Just as that, and... You know, that's also a fair question, dear listener. I mean, Will, our producer, even asked multiple times when we're editing these old episodes and going to release them, and that's because he's a good producer, folks. Um, If you want to get his services, uh, go to check out the link in the show notes. Um, But admittedly, uh, Opposing Roles was an escape of imagination and fun, so that's kind of been the focus right now. Um, and it wasn't until recently that I started looking and feeling like it was time that I was ready to delve back into releasing these old episodes and heck who knows even record new ones. Also, I just want to say full disclosure that our schedule is going to be kind of screwy around here, which if it's the good, the bad, the geeky, and you've been with us for this long, you know, that's kind of common practice. Um, but we're probably going to as season 14, the episodes we have pre-recorded release them as season 14. If we record any new episodes and release them, we'll probably be 
build up a bit of a buffer kind of thing and release them as season 15. Though that could be completely different. We might just keep going as season 14. I, I legitimately don't know. The Good, the Bad, and the Geeky is a podcast that has mutated and changed, and, and hopefully for the better. Um, and I hope you stick with it still as we change further. Uh, we've been doing this since 2005, back when it was Nathan Haley, a.k.a. DJ Meat, uh, during uh, the No Name show. And it mutated and grown uh, into a podcast with Jim, uh, which then became The Good, the Bad, and the Geeky. But I kind of consider them kind of the same. Without one, there's not the other. Um, and then from Jim and I became Jim, John, and I. And then it became me and John. And then me, Nathan, and John. And then, you know, me and multiple guests uh, over the years. With John, Nathan, and Jim popping in as needed. Or as they as they want. And, uh, you know, when we started off, again, this is how much the, it's changed. We tried to talk geeky stuff. But, you know, we were a bunch of college days guys in our 20s probably saying things we thought were funny, but in retrospect really weren't. Um, and we matured. We've grown from that, hopefully. And uh, But at the end of the day, we it was all about the, the, the geeky things, TV, movies, podcasts, comic books, music, you know, video games, and more. So thank you for sticking with us here at The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky. Finally, uh, the following episode was recorded in front of a live audience at Mad Lab Theater, uh, featuring my friends Amanda and Kyle. They've been on the show before. We talk about the wonderful film by uh, Sha uh, Shane Black called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, and, and I like to point out too that I know Amanda and Kyle do a wonderful job uh, discussing the film with me, but I may not articulate myself as well as I'd like to regarding how fun but also problematic the film is in today's climate especially. If, if I do fail to articulate myself, please accept my apologies and let me know. Um, you know, if there's anything you want to say about what I said, or maybe even Kyle and Amanda, you just have some points you'd like to talk about and bring up, uh, join in the conversation with us by interacting with us on social media and email, uh, Twitter and Instagram, username goodbaggeeky, or the email is goodbaggeeky at gmail.com. We may read your comment on a future episode of the show. Wrong kiss, kiss, bang, bang. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome out. That's on the that's that's recorded. Thank you all for coming out to the show tonight. We're here at Mad Lab Theater in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, oh, guys, you can talk. It's a podcast. It's okay. <laughs> I tried to bring up kiss, kiss, bang, bang on IMDb. You came up some and it's a different version. Oh, it's, is it <laughs> the porn version? Stellan Skarsgård, Chris. Oh, Penn, yeah. Norwegian. I don't it's know. the Swedish Norwegian. It's from 2001. Version. It also stars Ray Romano. Um, <laughs> uh, meatball, Deborah. Oh, no. Not right. Not uh, yet. All right. Not yet. So uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about the film Kiss Kiss Bang Bang because it is a Christmas movie. I feel it's a Christmas movie, and I don't yeah. want anyone to say otherwise to me because I will say no, sir, madam. You are incorrect. It takes place. At, at Christmas. Christmas. And it's technically, so we'll talk about, you want us to talk about this right away, right off the bat first, about the Christmas thing? Yeah, with Shane why not? Black? Yeah, oh, Shane Black. The director has, and writer. Yeah, writer. And, and also, yeah. stunt guy, Like, right? let's talk about, like, what film. else has he done? Lethal Weapon. 
Yep. And um, the first 10 minutes of Lethal Weapon 2 before he was fired. Oh, uh-huh. He has that. a story by credit. Yes, he does, uh. which he hates because he hates the movie. <laughs> but I think the opening when they're running out of the building and blowing up, he wrote mm. that, and that's the only thing they can't. But Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3. Um, the Nice Guys. Nice, nice Guys. I, I love. fucking love that movie. Uh, uh, also, The Long Kiss Goodnight, The mm-hmm. Last Boy Scouts. Those he wrote. The, this yeah. was his first direction, like first movie that he directed. Right, but and also he came up with the title for Die Hard. Interesting. Really? Yeah. So, because Lethal Weapon, uh, he was, <gasps> writing-wise, he was pr- found and produced by Joel Silver, who did a lot mm-hmm. of films in the 80s and 90s, uh, more than the 2000s, sadly. Matter of fact, Joel Silver produced this one, uh, Kiss Kiss yeah, Bang Bang. Yeah, I knew he did that. But what was, yeah, but apparently they were working, he's like, Christmas worked really well in Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. I had this other script we're going to do with them in a building. And apparently Shane Black was like, I was working on this other script. I was going to call it Die Hard. You can just keep it as a thank you for hiring me and giving me my shot. Yeah. And so Hmm. Die Hard. Well, so Brooks, Albert Brooks, Simpsons. Yeah. He apparently was his mentor. Which is insane. I read a thing like that Shane Black was like, I really want to write a romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. And they were (laughs) and, and like Albert Brooks told him, he's like, Oh, stick what stick to what you're good at. Like do do action movies. <laughs> so Shane Black was like, okay, fuck you. And he basically made an action movie like molded with a romantic comedy. Yes. I read that. I have some thoughts about that, but I know we'll get into that. <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. but so the concept of the Christmas thing, so I've done some research on this. This is part of my notes. I'm very pleased of myself on this. Um, Shane Black Notes. That's what it's called. Shane Black Notes. He redefined the buddy action comedy because it always has violence, mismatched partners, bending action film tropes and subverting them, and with themes on fucked up family members and Christmas. Hmm. It's almost every of his movies, writing or directing. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't seen Predator, so I can't. I just know it takes place at Christmas, but that's all I, because it's Shane Black. (laughs) Christmas is a character, or in some cases, now bear with me, a MacGuffin. And it's kind of a MacGuffin here to get, because it, so just to note, a MacGuffin is an object or device in a movie that a book serves merely as a trigger for the rest of the plot. And Mm -hmm. so in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Harry is robbing a store at At Christmas time for his niece because he is a good guy, it's just he's also a crook. But And so he's trying to do the nice thing for his niece, but he's doing it in the wrong way. And because of that, that's why he's in the store robbing. And then he runs into an audition, and that's what sends him to L.A. Because mm-hmm. outside of that, that's the only time you really, really, really hear about Christmas besides it's just everywhere in the background. And in the foreground to some extent. Well, that's true. Well, yeah, she's wearing a hat. The entire soundtrack. The, yeah, the entire oh, soundtrack. Right. Oh, I really want to put the soundtrack into like my rotation. Because it was like, mm-hmm. it's very good. It's very Did you like Robert Downey Jr.'s song that he sang and wrote and produced? Wait, what? Um, it's called Broken. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't notice. So, no, I, I, sorry, I, I, RDJ. I didn't know, they didn't do mm-hmm. end credit sequences back then a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I stayed and watched till the credits. And I was like, it said Broken, Robert Downey Jr., written by, sung by, produced by. I was like. I will say that okay. RDJ was a. Uh, like one of my first like childhood crushes, we'll say, like okay. when he was on okay. Allie McBeal, actually. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, because he my, was supposed to be the final love interest for her, right? Because my mom was very much like, "Yeah, I'll let you watch whatever you want." So I watched a lot of Melrose Place with her, and a lot Melrose of, Place. Oh yeah, and a lot of <laughs> Allie McBeal, and like Robert Downey Jr. specifically. I remember being like the first like actor to, where I was kind of like, 
Oh, mm. okay. And <laughs> it has continued to this day. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, he's, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. I uh, mean, but this, but I also love that this is like kind of the movie that he is like the movie that's known as what got him Iron Man. Yes. And he even yeah, calls right? it too. Calling yeah. card for Iron Man. Yeah. yeah. Because Which the way that he narrates this movie, I feel like you oh, can really, I mean, you could, you could really like tell change his name to Tony Stark. And I feel like it would, it, it, it could fit. A little bit more stupider, though. I mean, well, well yeah, no, yeah, 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 not not a scientist by any means, but <laughs> right. more the temperament. Mm-hmm. I feel like could totally and doesn't like know his what sense adverbs. of humor, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, I probably wouldn't be able to tell you adverbs as well, but like, <laughs> but at least I would admit that I wouldn't try to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't that's know. what she was right, and then I was like, oh, he's no, stop, mm-hmm. you're you don't <laughs> understand. Wait a minute, Harry or Gay? Harry. No, I'm talking I'm about when His Gay calls him out Perry. later because <laughs> oh, but because Gay Perry, right? Gay Perry, Gay yeah. Perry, yeah. yeah. Gay went. Sorry, that's probably it's better. Fun. It's, it's like, Gay when Gay did this. Yeah, uh, Perry. I did. I, oh, I did watch this with uh, subtitles on, and I did love that every time in the closed captions that uh, Val Kilmer spoke off screen, his closed captions read "Gay Perry says." Like it was like Gay Perry <laughs> colon line. Oh my god! Like they didn't call him Perry; they called him Gay Perry. <laughs> Uh, okay, sorry, to Christmas stuff. So going through some of his other movies, Lethal Weapon, Riggs watches a Bugs Bunny Christmas uh, episode okay. at the beginning of the movie, and it reminds him about his wife who died, and so then he tries to commit suicide, but it's Christmas time. Yeah. Also, I think before that scene, it shows a beautiful Christmas scene, I think, in an apartment, and then a woman comes into frame and jumps off the building and kills herself. Nick, mm-hmm. I'm about to disappoint you. I've You've only seen Lethal Weapon. I've only seen Lethal Weapon 4, I believe. Ooh. Sorry, Kyle. We can fix this at another time. I was watching at home. I just like put my hand on Amanda's shoulder (laughs) to comfort and say it's okay. In a, a, you good? Yeah. (laughs) No, you. In all fairness, though, I mean that's the one that came out in the nineties, right? Um, Eighty-seven. No, 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 no. Lethal Weapon Four. Fourth one one is ninety-four, ninety-five. It's either ninety-four or ninety-nine. No, it's later than that. To be fair, like I was in high school. Lethal Weapon Four. I want to say was maybe one of the first R-rated movies that I saw. (laughs) And also, girl, you should watch the others. They really good. Okay. Yeah. Really good. Like you, you think, oh, let's add Joe Pesci. Really, Joe Pesci. And then you're like, oh no, Joe Pesci's really good. Joe Pesci is a good actor. Was in like the third one too. Two, three, and four. Doesn't matter anyway. Well, I just more about Kiss Kiss. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Go back to your Christmas movies. And he's done. And Iron Man three. Christmas is a time people get together and said Tony has isolated himself from everyone, including Pepper. He can't even be bothered to control the Iron Man suits in person at the beginning. Instead, remotely controlling the suit. That's how isolated. He, he is from the world uh okay kiss kiss bang bang harry's ro- uh, we already said that he's robbing a toy store for his niece which is in, mm-hmm. which is the instance mm-hmm. of the rest which of the it took me way too long to realize that protocop was a play on protocol and i i'm sorry wait what oh like, yeah the very the very like, she was she was like find cyber was protocol a movie he was in well, no 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 it was oh. like it was like but basically it was like he, at the very beginning he's like oh protocop is that a thing and like she's like Uncle Harry, look around, and, like, it's in the discount bin, but, and then it later plays into, um, Oh, my God. To yeah. Michelle Monaghan, Harmony, is, yeah. Saw, Harmony. Back, back. Oh, Michelle. Michelle Monaghan. Michelle Monaghan. But, yeah, no, it plays into Harmony's thing later where she runs into Protocop. In his house, in her house. But it took me entirely too long to realize, like, oh, Protocop, Protocop. 
and I apologize for being a terrible human. <laughs> it's okay. I don't forgive you. No, I'm kidding. I'm um, uh, okay, so in terms of cine- cine- cinematography, that's all, folks. Uh, in terms of, see, also horrible human. Mm. In terms of cinematography, most film, uh, 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 film. I said, try. I think I did this uh, uh, voice to text. It says, most film and wars. Film noirs. Oh, noir. Noirs, whatever. Or detective films. You know, words are easy. Which most Shane Black, I said most black films are, most Shane Black films are, have a dark and gritty look to them. Transposing that against Christmas with all the bright red and green uh, highlights, it makes the scene pop more. So while it's shot darker, like like a noir. Mm. Well, this <laughs> this is technically a neo-noir, and mm. like that's yeah. definitely... But I it think- does have a weird saturation to it, but then you have the Christmas lights and random mm-hmm. parts, or, or Christmas scenes. They do pop. But it's... That's like how it feels in California. Like, I grew up in San Diego, oh, and right. I used to love, like, how... You know, you got, like, Christmas and Home Alone, which I never really kind of understood until I moved to Ohio. But when you're in, like... Southern California, like they do lights up palm trees and it, it's very like kind of oversaturated, but not in a Christmas way. Like it's very yeah. like bright, kind of like vitamin D light where it's like, oh yeah, we we can do Christmas. We got this. Let's go. And then they go, they go like balls to the wall about it <laughs> in a way. I, I really, I, I do like, I feel like in like the nice guys and it, there's some a little bit more Christmas. I feel like in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, it's a little bit more outside of the one fucked up club they go to some really weird shit um, yeah which nothing wrong with it it's no uh, it's just i feel like that's purposeful though in the the club scene because i feel like well, they're it's making suppo- fun of the clubs they're making fun of the whole club scene in la and the and, la scene in general right yeah and, and i get that but i'm just saying like that's how you show it's christmas time mm-hmm. is the club but they do weird one-off clubs pop-ups as they call the woman who's like with the reindeer, reindeer claws <laughs> and she's got like on her oh, yeah forearm. and she's like painted white i loved her she that's, was my favorite that's one what was it what was his name mr mustard in the frying pan or whatever I oh oh they, they mixed their metaphors so yeah. i'm being i think i'm yeah. mixing them too mr frying pan and mr, and mr. fire mr fire <laughs> mr. but they also yeah they, they do them they, they switch it they up. switch them around but okay sorry i know no, this okay. is skipping ahead a little bit but the, okay. the, the, the guy who room. plays mr frying pan he plays one of like the heavies in Connie and Carla. Oh, he's Mikey and Connie and Carla. I've I feel like I've seen him in other stuff a lot. too. To be fair, Connie and Carla is the movie where two it's two women who are pretending to be it's, drag queens. It's a Victor Victoria situation where, <laughs> where they they have to like escape something, so they pretend they just to be a men. Drug deal. Yeah, they pretend to be men who pretend who are drag queens, and yes, it's that movie is delightful. I bought it for like a dollar at a thrift store with my old roommate. It's amazing, and we is watched it? and we watched it. Because, have you ever seen it, Nick? Oh, yeah. oh my god, Nick! I Nick, own it. The two of us just like, oh. like we should. So all, if you do it for your podcast, yes, I will all, be the all you guys have to be on all here. All three of us yeah. should watch it anyway. But it's like yeah, essentially, it's a uh, the wonderful woman from my big fat Greek wedding, Nia Vardalos. Nia Vardalos, yeah, and uh, Tony Collette. Tony Collette. I've seen the movie Collette. a lot. I thought it was Rachel like, Dratch for some reason. But they they essentially no, have to escape. So they're, they're like two women who pretend to be men who pretend, pretend to, be to be women, women. and they're like in drag all the time. It's so bad, but it's so good. Tony Collette and drag, you have not lived until you've seen it. 
all I'm I mean, saying. I do like Tony Collette. But her boyfriend is the same actor, Dash Way to keep back on track. I appreciate <laughs> it. I did not know that. Do okay. you no- recognize him there? He looks... It's Mikey! Oh She's already God. always calls him that. And Also, fun fact, David Duchovny is in that movie, right? <laughs> yes, he is. He is Nia Verdalis' love interest. In Connie and Carla. Oh. Any who's will be... <laughs> Good job, David Duchovny. <laughs> but yeah, I sorry, that was I know his dark period, right? Uh, no, because that no, no. Admittedly, that movie did sadly did not do well. No, it didn't, which is <laughs> a tragedy. Well, you guys like it? I don't want to shit all over it. No, Connie and Carla should have done better, and it's not That's, available to buy anywhere anymore I, unless you get it secondhand. Was it, was it released a, by Weinstein? Oh. It's a modern day Victor Victoria. I asked because yeah. Dogmo they can't release because the Weinstein's actually own the film. Really? The film. That's why Kevin can't re release it digitally or do anything with it. Oh. And like he wants an ungodly amount probably to help pay for legal fees. Fuck you, Weinstein. To the Google on a different time because yeah. this is a podcast about kiss, kiss, yeah, bang, I'll bang. bring it yeah. back to say the intro to this movie, like the credits, are incredible. It kind of yeah. reminds me of catch me if you can yes, but that's also what I was thinking. but also the incredibles like kind of that whole it's so stylized like and you can tell it's kind of going back to the well johnny gossamer is that the the book mm-hmm. oh yeah johnny like, gossamer it goes back to that kind of johnny gossamer feel it's great i love it like the opening credits like this is a weird movie where i feel like i get highway hypnosis with it i what, watch what it and then i forget that i've watched it and every time i come back to it i'm like Oh, this movie looks cool. Oh, I've seen it before, but I forget. Okay. I, I almost have like selective I have memory. Ne- I have never heard that before. So highway hypnosis is when you're like, you're leaving, right? You're going home and you're on your way there and you're like, all right, I'm leaving work. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm home. And you forget how you got there is highway hypnosis. Like you've done it so many times that you kind of just forget. Like, like when you go into like autopilot and just start driving automatically right. somewhere into this episode i'm like we're at the end oh my god no i'm yeah, kidding i'm kidding exactly. no no okay i don't think i've experienced that as often so that's why i guess i've never i don't know i i the car it'll, is like my safe space so it'll be like I, superman and seinfeld all of a sudden you'll notice it it's uh, fine said seinfeld i just want to be rare my it's okay we'll get there we'll, we'll get, get there, there. <laughs> I feel like I should let your listening audience know I had never seen this movie before today. That is true. No shit, really. Yeah. yeah. Literally, um, Nick so graciously lent me a password so I could watch it, so I could come. Because I bought it so I could rewatch it, too. Yeah, oh, so, yeah I could wa- so I could it's watch it. It's not streaming so I- anywhere. <laughs> no, yeah. not for free. And, not free. And I told him that last night, and he was like, well, I can send you a password. Mm-hmm. And I was like, cool. And so he sent it to me, and I was going to watch it because I was going to come watch you on the podcast. And mm-hmm. then... Eric and yeah. some other people had to drop out. And <laughs> it's like, you're watching it. You want to come do Which it? I, I was get like, it. Really? I get sure. it. I get it. Sternberger Ray, I'm working on the BO issue. I get it. It's fine. Oh, jeez. fine. Eric, you're killing me, man. It's like the second this one. This is such an Eric movie, too. I'm, oh, it my really God, is. it was. I'm well, going to apologize to you, Eric, later on. So we should just say that. So I pitched different Christmas movies because we did Gremlins in July mm-hmm. as a ha-ha-ha Christmas in July thing. But then I was like... Well, I signed up for to do a show. Well, I think I told I you, like, we should do, like, Christmas, unconventional Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. Yeah. And so I pitched, like, everyone. It was, like, almost overwhelming. I think Nathan is the only one that voted for another movie. I voted for a different movie because oh, I hadn't seen oh, this you, one. You did? Okay. I just remember. <laughs> I'm no, just I, like, saying. I felt like a lot of people voted for Kiss uh, no, Bang Bang. No, a lot of people did like, vote for this. Well, we're doing Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which will, is fine. I will put out there, I kind of want this Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. I want it to take over the Die Hard as a Christmas movie meme. 
Mm, okay. Like, I'm so, yeah. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> people who are like, Die Hard is a Christmas movie is to be interesting. I'm just like, done. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. well, it is a Christmas but movie, but that's just it naturally. Not is. Well, just throwing out there, they use the MacGuff- Christmas as the MacGuffin in that they're having a holiday party. Fair, fair, fair. They, It's what's getting him out there to see his ex wife. <laughs> Nick, which yeah. one did I vote for? <laughs> The apartment? No, the nice guys, which oh, I just said I fucking love. Jesus, I'm sorry. <laughs> I saw. Well, the, I'm a, well, I'm not gonna lie. The apartment is a great movie, and it's old school. And I that's again. I looked no, I know, at my that's... own list that we compiled. So, <laughs> so anyway, back cool. to the movie. Yeah, sorry. Cool. All right. Um, so this movie, I feel like, is infinitely quotable in a way. Like, yes, like, there's oh, a lot like, of great quotes. Like he's like. Like soon to be most fucked up girls, like she was wicked smart, like that move, like that line. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, it's so good! And she, he, like talks about her reading Johnny Gossamer novels, and and that that was her positive influence, like that was her badass influence, not yeah. her mom, but the like, character reading, in the novel. Reading it to her dying mom, and then like I also like was kind of like <sighs> this is gonna sound wrong, but respect to a movie in the early two thousands talking about a dad committing like terrible terrible acts on his daughter yeah. and he was like yeah her dad used to go at her i was like oh shit yeah that, that her, was that was rough well and, and throwing out there too in terms of the, the t- sign of the times too the movie was also the first at least in a major action film or that wasn't an indie film mm-hmm. featured a gay character as a lead I heard that and too. It was a plot. It was a major plot point. Yeah, that or Val Kilmer kept saying that to people. And well, no, know. I. I mean, I would believe it only in the past year and a half did we get the very first studio gay romantic comedy, which was Love Simon. That's the true. first studio, whenever. Yeah. But mm-hmm. so I guess the time period in this is where I had some issues. I was. I was wanting. This is the reason why I wanted you in because even I'm watching was like. Oh, there's some kind of not great things in here. Yeah, no. It yeah. doesn't age well. Like, there's some problematic stuff. I kept thinking as I was watching it, it would be like, oh, okay, that's clever. I like that. I can see the Shane Black of that. And then I would be like, oh, no. Why are you saying that about women? How about you not? Oh, dear. I, I, will, I will say, I tried looking up Reddit threads, which I know is a joke already. But I tried looking up like Reddit threads about this movie, and over 75% of them were... Are I watch for the plot or something, and it was Michelle Monaghan like getting naked, and I'm, I'm like, do better, guys, better. Yeah, that was. Do better, yeah, y'all. that was just <laughs> some of it. Like, I, I felt like I that like you it. could tell this was stuck in 2005. Like, mm-hmm. I was guy had some TNA in there because it's an action buddy movie, and because mm-hmm. even Lethal Weapon had some TNA. Okay, I just no, I yeah, yeah, I don't know, it just. I don't feel like if this movie was made today that mm. some of the dialogue would be there and some let's of the Let's also d- making this one Let's be is. real. Michelle Monaghan well, would also not live in a Venice beach beachfront apartment. Like she's a on, struggling like, actress. She is an, an, but she is living in a beachfront property. Like when she runs into Protocop joke I didn't get till the end. But like she runs into Protocop and yeah. she's like living 
on the boardwalk of Venice Beach. And I'm like, girl, girl, how? So I was confused by this. I don't think he was joking. Perry said that he that he knows her. And he's worked with her. Because he's, he's worked for her. Yeah. Worked with, with her. her. Before, with but her. even working. I feel like. I've worked some... three jobs before. Mad Lab, Kingmakers, and my day job. And mm-hmm. have bar- barely been able to afford, like, you know, like, my own rent. Venice Beach. Oh, it's super like, expensive. I yeah. Had, I had a friend once in San Diego who shared a bedroom with someone and still paid, like, Eighteen hundred a month for a shared bedroom, and that's in San Diego, which is Southern California. So LA has to be even worse, in my own opinion. Oh. I didn't notice that, but that's a very good point. Be- just because I don't know Southern California the way you do, but if it were said in Columbus, <laughs> but, I mean, and she was living France, in Muirfield, I would be like, "What the fuck? She's a struggling actress." It's essentially like a struggling actress living in the short north in Columbus, like a short north, like with a balcony, and like you. Yeah, you can't do that. You have to be a lawyer overlooking or Goodale a Park. Exactly. You have to be a lawyer or a doctor. Oh, come! I mean, it's but like it's Joey such... and, and and Matthew Perry. <laughs> oh Joey yeah, and Chandler and Friends. It's like yes, that apartment looks way smaller, but it's still way too nice for, for what you pay. You. And then, and let me put it this way. The apartment looks like they could afford it until you show the front, like when they do cutaways or like mm-hmm. B-roll footage of the, like, you know, yeah. bow, 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 and then they just show, like, Central Perk and then the building above it, and you're like, that no. is, you can't afford that. Like, and then you show Monica's apartment, and you're like, you definitely can't afford that. <laughs> well, they, I mean, this isn't a friend's, they retconned it by saying she got it from rent control her from her aunt. Oh, yeah. bullshit. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, this is about Kiss Kiss so Bang anyway, Bang. Right, yeah. Michelle Monaghan's, like, obsession with Johnny Gossamer novels reminds Reminds me of myself when I was a child, and I loved <laughs> Dragonlance. Oh but my god! Are we? Jesus. Are we best friends? Yes. Did we just become best we friends? Did we just best become friends best friends? Kyle. Yes. <laughs> I read so much Dragonlance as a kid, but no, I <laughs> I read so much Dragonlance before even playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> oh my god! Are you okay there? Yeah, are you gonna do a seal like, laugh? I'm just so happy okay, that no. Kyle and I are giant nerds. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I know Dragon- there's a dragons and there's a Dragonlance lance. Is it a- sounds like Dragonlance. <laughs> Dragonlance is a book series based off of Dungeons and Dragons. It is? Basically. Oh, yeah. cool. And I read those before I even played D&D. <laughs> I've never played D&D and I read a lot of Dragonlance. So. It's, it's a lot of fun. But no, uh, well, everybody, we've all found common ground with Dragonlance. <laughs> except for Kyle, who, except for Kyle. Who, who like had it really hard for a mage from D and Anywho, um, anywho, so, but no, like <laughs> the way teenage girls are like early. But her like reading jo- Johnny Gossamer novels to her like dying mother was, I feel like, a really like kind of cool character trait, you know. Yeah. And then, like, when she gets to the party later and she's reading those and then falls asleep, like, that kind of, like, wonder of her rediscovering them was, like, really nice, I thought. Yeah, it was just then, all of a sudden, there were certain dialogue things. Like, when when they're in the club that we were talking about, yeah. and he's like, ugh, are you being a California girl? And when he said the thing, I mean, mm. it's well-written, but it's just like, oh, it's so cringy. Yeah. About, like, it was, did the East like- Coast just, like, shake itself and mm. only this, like... The healthy ones hung on, and the rest came here to LA. And I was just like, "Oh no!" I yeah, mean, the whole like know. the whole like girls here are sluts and they're terrible was like yeah. not a great narrative. Well, and I felt like when she's in bed and he's trying to flick the 
the spider that's on her boob. Oh my god! Oh like, my god! <laughs> I hate spiders. That's a way. That's a funny scene. I mean, because that is awkward. Like he's trying to be respectful of her, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, "I just flicked it," and then she's like, "Oh, you grabbed my tit, whatever." And I'm just like, first of all, no, not whatever." Second of all, he doesn't need to mansplain that to her. Mm-hmm. And then third of all, like, you're basically having him slut shame her when he has also been like, I don't know, oh, just all of well, that. Like, but they did, oh, see, I, okay, as the guy watching, which is me, this is a horrible way, alley to go down. Yes, please let me mansplain this to you. Um, <laughs> no, I, when I watched that, I felt bad for him because. Like if I was in that situation, I'd be in the same. I'd be doing the same thing. It's like I did not grab. I did not grab that. I did not know whatever. But no, I thought it was funny because it was a callback earlier. He's like, "Hey, the good news is, do you think she likes me? I don't know, Perry. What do you think?" He's like, mm-hmm. "I think you should shut the fuck up." Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I think she likes me because she never slept with my best friend, and, oh my and that's a deal breaker for me. Oh and then later, and then she's like, <laughs> "No, that callback later on was right." And then he kicks her out. And that is kind of slut shaming, maybe. No, is that what you're talking shaming, about? No, what? when okay, so he does the flick of the spider. Yes, and then. She goes, oh, it's no big deal. You just grabbed my tit. And he's like, what do you mean? That should be a big deal. You're you're the kind of girl who just doesn't care that guys are grabbing her tits. Oh, and all okay, the- yeah, See, yeah, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Right. I don't know because like. I didn't read it that way, also, but now you say that it's kind of. Uh, he also is very much like. A, kind of a nice guy about like, I don't care. You're a huge whore. It's fine. And like, like he has like a moment like that a couple of times. Well, when you there. say it like that. I, no, no, but, but well, I was going to say this earlier uh, in the party scene. This is one thing Black does really well. Mm. He subverts action tropes. Mm-hmm. So, like, he finds – she's reading the book. She passes out at the mm-hmm. party, and Guy um, – Random dude comes in, and tries starts, to, like, feel her up. And- right, and he's like, what the hell are you doing? Normally in these movies, he beats the fuck out mm-hmm. of the guy, and that guy walks away with the black nose, and she's like, oh – you saved me or whatever. And it's like, no, he gets his nose almost broken. Oh, yeah. shit kicked out of Which, him. Which the entire like so beginning it, of this movie, I love how they, they, I love how they establish this movie. They, it's like, it's a shitty Hollywood party where it's like kind of warm, but it's Christmas. And also on top of all of that, you know, you get to um, like, how did Harmony and I get to the party, but you don't know how Harmony and him know one another. And yeah, it's, it's kind of, because before the credits, you have the scene of the two kids and you have no idea. And well, her saying, well, Unreliable I, narrator a little bit. I, I want to be also kind of assumed because she was like, I want to be an actress someday. Backhands her. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's going to be Michelle Mar. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, I, cause I, my, okay. My only memory of this movie was when it came out on HBO, I watched it probably really late or whatever, and I just remember he got, I thought someone shot his finger off, or the dog ripped it off, and then ate it, and so that's all I remember from the movie, <laughs> and I remember Val Kilmer. It. Like I said, highway hypnosis. I felt like Val, Val Kilmer was, and that's all I remember, mm-hmm. and then when I rewatched it, I was like, I don't remember this, oh my god, this is, ha- I don't remember mm-hmm. that, a lot of shit happened that I just did not remember. So, I feel like we're it's not crazy. focusing on... Sorry. The amazing relationship that is Robert Downey Jr. and Val Kilmer in this movie. That is true. It's because, a beautiful relationship. Holy God. Also, was Val Kilmer always this puffy? He's very actually, no, he okay, really good. So there. straight up, That's Jeremy like asked me when I told him I watched Val this Kilmer. and said Val Kilmer was in it. And Jeremy went, is it old Val Kilmer or is it fat Val Kilmer. It's on, it's and I said it's in Val between Kilmer. Val Kilmer. I think I wrote down, I, yeah, I wrote down, he looks like Bob Box Body, which is a mystery <laughs> science theater reference. <laughs> like, he looks like Bob Box Body. He's just like, he's very like, 
late 90s, early 2000s, like, lines. He's very much lines! That's all he has. It's very um, Alec Baldwin nowadays. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. But, but I feel like Alec Baldwin Looks carries it better the than Val. Than Val <laughs> yes. does. That's the thing about Baldwin. He still carries it somehow much better if you if the suit's nice enough. But in Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Val yeah. Kilmer carried it well. He, he does. does. Also, can we talk about how he... Oh, God. I hate the word. But he had, like, the whole fucking thing where he was like... He called her a, a, a bad word. Cunt. And, like, oh, I oh. loved it because I love that word. It, like... <laughs> Fun word. He, no, like I, I do love the word, but only if used like properly. Properly, Shane Black, good job. Because <laughs> that delivery was so good. Uh, his insults to Harry and anybody were, th- this were is pretty about, dead on. This is about the movie executive. I can't remember the name. Executive decision. No, the the movie executive's like daughter. He was like, oh yeah, he oh. called her a bad word, and then he like paused and said cunt with like yeah perfect delivery i yeah couldn't believe how good it was but, well that's the thing you is mean a lot sean's of people just dad from kilmer as psych oh yeah <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> never watched that show oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's actually really good though literally every episode is just sean and gus and then he go i don't know i'm stuck and then he just talks to his dad or he gets something from his dad's house because he's reloading and his dad's just like well when i was a detective we didn't do shit like this he figures it out from yeah west wing yeah that guy i know him but major league is where also in la law actually i think they use clips of la law in the movie Mm -hmm. Um, where, where he has like the pompadour hairstyle or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's is it Dexter? Oh, really? Yeah, I think his production company is based here because I think he's from Ohio. Don't quote me on that. I, he emailed me one time to say I liked your review of Psych. I appreciate because I said something really nice about him, and he's like, "Thank you very much." And I said, "Would you like an interview, or can I interview sometime?" And he he's like, "Please don't respond. Talk to me." <laughs> So we're talking about Corbin Burnson, yeah. who plays Harlan Dexter. He also guy, plays Sean's dad in yeah. Psych. Uh, Pineapple. Sorry. Psych so, but as soon as like Val Kilmer and RDJ are like introduced, it's dynamite, right? Yes. Because right, like they like so the entire premise of the movie is that. Robert Downey Jr. like gets a accidental audition. Mm-hmm. Yes, because he's trying after escaping a robbery, and he's so sad because his friend got shot that he lands in L.A. and ends up going. Like he's just trying to escape the police, and he's supposed to have detective lessons from from Val, Val Kilmer, Kilmer, or yeah. as it's called, Gabe Perry. Gabe Perry which <laughs> thank you. Which I don't know. It's just. That that's very early two thousands to me. Yeah. Oh no, like, no, that that whole naming device and everything. Hey, I call Gabe, like, mm. like they call him Gabe Harry even in the fucking like they call him Gabe Harry the entire time. Anyway, but yeah, it's. But I will say this too is that, and this is where me looking at it that it is an older movie. Mm-hmm. You know that is how he would be sadly treated. Is that because you know that's a kind of a, a sticking point. You can tell it rubs him the wrong way, which is like he's like. Uh, Gay Perry, mm-hmm. he's because you're. He's like, yes, because I love women. I'm knee deep in or, pussy. I'm knee deep in pussy. Yeah, yeah, and you're just good. like, okay. Well, that's well, not the greatest response for that. But that was some of the other stuff that I didn't think aged quite as well. Yeah, it did. Is yeah. 
RDJ, like Harry's homophobia throughout a large part of it. Yeah, when he's like, kiss yeah. me, kiss me to like distract. Right. Like, that I was like, okay, that's it. So right. again, very problematic, but also at the time, very like that was probably their way of normalizing it for the mainstream. Oh, yeah, for absolutely. Yeah, I mean, two, 2005. But it's interesting because yeah. 2005 mean it holds up was well. also when uh, Brokeback Mountain came out. Mm. Because I was watching or watching this and I'm like, why did I can't I watch know? that movie because of that? What? I just remember. No, no, no. Hold on. I just remember that whoever did Foley sound effects when they're fucking in the tent. Uh, like I think it's Heath Ledger takes him from behind and he goes. He puts his a, finger. Is there a? And then he, you hear a like that, and, or, and that's what it sounds like. And I just remember. I can't focus on this movie. I can't focus oh. on this movie. And so, like, they're having that really dramatic fight in the rain by the bar. <laughs> like, was it five years later? I just, I'm just like that sound effect. I mean, it's driving me nuts. You picked up on very different things in that movie than I did. <laughs> no, like, I, there was a moment in that movie where Anne Hathaway is on top of Jake Gyllenhaal, and I'll never forget my my friend Bobby, who is so gay. Like we were at the, we were literally at the gate, like quote unquote gay theater in. Hillcrest in San Diego and we were watching that movie and my friend Bobby I remember leaned over to me and went I just saw the Princess Diary girl's boobies (laughs) and that's all I can remember yeah I want to rewatch that movie but it's very good Uh, I was literally just like recommended that 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 book like broke back out in the yeah. book, so I need I need to read that next. Show. I mean, I do remember oh, by shit. the end of it, I was moved, but again, at the end of the day, I just go, I just keep coming back to that sound. I can't make. It. I just like, I can't make. It. I don't know. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um. Anyway, so um, but Gay Perry, Gay Perry's amazing, and I want to say vanish to anyone I hate nowadays. Like anytime I like want to stop seeing one, anyone, I just want to go vanish. That's kind yeah. of it's, yeah. Nick just like I, I did. I, I didn't think I would be that whatever by it, but I was just like it was so wonderful. He was like, "No, I hope you have a terrible night's sleep. Vanish." And I was just like, "Oh shit, that's." Now I will say when she slams the door. Actually, you're saying vanish, and she slams the door on him a few Ooh. times. And every single time, I'm watching his hand. I go, "Is that how he loses his finger?" No, he he's fine now. Well, and then it, the finally, first time he's fine, and I because that's literally what I it. thought. Because my mom cut off my uncle's finger doing oh, that one time. Oh, so basically chopping off somebody's finger with a door slamming like that is possible. Oh, and so when he had his hand there, like the first time she slammed it, I was like, oh, okay, because I'd never seen it before. Yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. second time, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> okay, going back to yes, infinitely quotable. Yes. Um, no, my question, I get to go first from Val Kilmer, and also just don't don't quit your gay job. Like, there are just so many good yeah. one-liners in this movie, between the two of them especially. Well, that's what Black is really good at, is doing those, and they actually show a lot of, like, story points for the character. And I thought I should mm-hmm. hate them more, but I didn't. Yeah. I just remember, like, well... Harry especially, like, he's doing something nice for his niece, even though he's breaking the law. Mm-hmm. He fights off that one guy and then gets the shit kicked out of him for at the party. Mm-hmm. It's, when he sees the dead girl's crotch, she cover, he, covers he covers it, it up. up. Which, that was... Sub- that Okay, that, then it became a plot point, though, it later. Did. And I, I know. Yeah, which was bizarre. And by the way, it, I had to rewind it at some point after I watched it all the way through, because I was confused 
on like a little plot point and like they explained it really a little quick. plot point this entire it's movie a, is like really one, confusing plot points well i, it, I was confused like, on the, it's the, the, the sister, sister but it's not and then it's not the sister and then it's like someone right. else in the pink wig and it's oh like, yeah i thought the sister was the one the pink ri- oh and that was no it's so shannon Sossaman who gets like mm-hmm. all of two lines in this movie mm-hmm. so depressing though because she gets in there again she's like i just i just told this i have to do this job and i'll be fine or whatever he's like oh you'll be fine oh and then like she's staring as at him as soon as he like, said you'll never you? have he's the or, the gangster guy said you'll never have to do, do this, this again. again i was like oh she's about to be oh tapped. i said the same thing oh, too. there she is and she's it, dead i i yeah but i the the it was jarring because usually when that happens the body falls and they do they would probably do it now i feel like i've seen it in a recent movie but like back then i don't feel like you did that you just saw the body fall or you would just see the legs there and maybe the blood would drip down. I mm. know she's staring right at him, and she's she still says, she's slowly. Who are you? Oh, I love that whole like, him like putting a finger on her. And you like, feel bad for him because he doesn't want to do that, but he's also yeah. just, of course, he'll them. die. Mm-hmm. And then I also like his visceral response. He's like, "Fuck you!" Oh, that whole like, like and, him. Like, but he's emotionally him no, shooting people, and then also, oh, I also just RDJ loved, like, plays it really well. He yeah. does. He he it's, like does a great job there. It's deep. But even like beyond that. He then like goes into the whole thing where he puts his finger in a bowl in a dog oh bowl, my God. a dog bowl I will say of ice, and oh. the dog comes and takes the fucking finger, mm-hmm. and he still is like, okay, cool, and he goes along, and then the dog eats the fucking finger, and it's like, oh no, it gets so much worse, oh, wow. but still, after all that, and talking to, to you, Gay Perry, about yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I just shot a guy, but I'm cool. He then hugs the dog. We <laughs> just yeah. eat his finger and it's Well, because so he needs comfort. No, I thought Robert Downey Jr. played that whole thing really well of the emotions of seeing somebody die in front of him and then... Well, because you think about how... You're like, oh, he's a criminal. Like, he robbed shit. But he's never, like, really... like he's his, not been violent. His, like, friend died, but he didn't really watch that happen. No, his friend got shot and he kept running. Yeah, and meanwhile, like, he shoots a dude... Yes. Who just also killed a woman. Mm-hmm. And he's he's just like... like I love the conversation between him and Val Kilmer where he's like, I just shot a guy, Perry. And he's like, I'm yeah. not doing too great. And then he yeah. goes on to do that. It's so Yeah, it's I mean, really it's good. really... Yeah, and I also like, too, that they, they brought back the, the magic thing at the end because, remember, he keeps catching things. Oh, and he's oh like, yeah. When yeah. they go I'm to fast. like the mental health clinic and he catches the phone and he's like... Yeah, hey, we're we're here. And it's a joke that he's like, I'm I caught that because I'm because I'm a magician. A magician. But then he does it later when he's on the freeway. Me, which yeah. I'm sorry, like it's a little thing. Obviously, when I mean, like the casket suddenly becomes when the, but that but also Superman. No, not even that. When the casket falls on the bent freeway sign, and it's like the casket falls on like the Brent the bent freeway sign, but then like it's like an arm. And then he hangs out. off the arm, and the arm and then he, fall off. And then he finds the arm, and he like holds onto it, and then you know, addition the to that. Well, like, that's the thing. Is at that point, mm-hmm. how many days? Well, I guess maybe she's only been dead a couple days, but I don't know. I was but like dead that, body. Like, but yeah, when he like gonna when he destroy. when he grabs onto it, and then also shoots. Yeah. <laughs> from that, and I like. I, by the way, I like uh, uh, Bernson's uh, like. So, so complete shock that you fucking shot me kind of I don't remember what his line was but yeah. it was you just more like magician a magician or something yeah like he's that. like fucking magician and then he rolled I, I'm sorry though you should yeah. have rolled off the freeway oh have we talked about Gabe Perry's like 
crotch grab. Like I almost scene. used that in the quote because that, that was another thing where I was Eastern like, "That's problematic." But he was like, like essentially like grabbing his dick at a homophobe and then shoots him, which is <laughs> what it was. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the guy was. Oh, I he don't was. Know. Yeah. I, so, well, so that's what I'm saying. It's conflicting. It's like murder's bad, yeah. but yeah. well, he kept like egging the guy on and being like, "You're just, you're actually into please men, stop. and that's what you want to do." Please and stop. right, please yeah, stop helping. Like, please stop helping. helping. <laughs> also, can we pause and talk about how Shane Black has used electric torture in two movies now? Nice guys and the, no, lethal, the, weapon. Oh, lethal weapon. Lethal oh weapon. my god, god. <laughs> yeah. So I haven't seen Lethal Weapon in a while. Yeah, I need to rewatch that. That's uh, this is one of the movies we'll do at some point because mm. I want to rewatch it. And well, two, and I'll have three. to watch it since, like I said, there you go. Only seen mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon four. Die Hard three with the Vengeance, not a Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, you weren't here when that. But yeah, the came entire up like it. movie. I really liked how from the very beginning it kind of establishes uh, Harry. Yeah. As a very unreliable narrator. Yeah, and like even like in the first like twenty minutes, like where he talks about Harmony leaving home, and he's like. Wait, shit, fuck! I forgot this one thing, and like, oh, I'm such it a bad. It literally head. stops like, the I'm, I'm, film. Yeah, it like it's like it's like mid frame. Like there's like a tiny little what's it called? Like it, it's the, one of the frames. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's like, like at the end of Aladdin, where it's like in between the genie pulls up like the frame, and it's it's like an animation. Two frames like, of cell. actual film. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. it's like a cell, and he's very much like, oh, I'm so shitty at this. Goddamn it, shit. Well, I'm gonna do this now, and like it establishes that so early, and it carries on through the whole movie in such a wonderful way. Mm-hmm. Where even at the very end, he was like, "Yeah, I know it's like kind of stupid that Valcomer comes back and he's alive, but hey, let's bring everyone." Back. I liked how then it was like Elvis and like Abe Lincoln, <laughs> Abe Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, the Abe Lincoln one threw me off because yeah. I had to, I rewind that. I'm like, yeah, that's yeah. Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the yeah. nurse like pushing Elvis out the door, like, no, you don't actually get to come back to life. Because <laughs> you may be alive. The, like those were the parts I really enjoyed. Yeah. I guess watching this, I just felt so conflicted, and I kept thinking, if I had seen this in two thousand five, I probably would have enjoyed it a lot more. Mm-hmm. But watching it for the uh, first time in twenty nineteen, I just I would different. be like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's cringy. It hits. Oh, it hits. Okay. I was just like back and forth the yeah. whole time. Oh, I I agree. Like you're very much like. Oh, this is a really like fun narrative. Oh, that's problematic. Oh, but I still like it. It's yeah, it's a very weird feeling because if you if you know that the context of well, that at the time was edgy uh, and yes. not in the way it is now, in a good like they were trying to push no, it for it. But it's but again, remember. if you watch it now, it's very problematic and I don't know, it's weird. I, I was just watching now, I was like, if Amanda ever watches this, <laughs> I totally know she's gonna have problems with something. Because I because even I was just like Okay, I love Frasier, and I watched some of the Nile stuff, and it's like, you're fucking creepy, dude. Mm-hmm. But if they didn't get have him get with Daphne, it would not have been good. But it's like, well, I mean, it's still not good, but it's way better than <laughs> if they didn't get together because it's just fucking creepy. I will say I did appreciate the comment that Robert makes at the end. We're like, we're not going to do a Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, uh, yes. I saw end. those movies. Like yes. the, the, sad. The, like, the multiple endings. endings. I was like, I, that, yeah. that, was, that was actually like a good No, that's time. why Shane Black is a timely, really good writer. Like, it was a good timely like comment. Yeah, I, I remember. Especially because I don't, I remember, I remember nothing about seeing um, Return of the King for like the first time, except for going. <sighs> 
<laughs> like every time the fucking screen would come back on, I'm like, all right. I, but I will give Jackson this though. Like, okay, as a Godzilla fan, the 98 version with Matthew Broderick, they do that big sweeping crane shot after mm-hmm. they blow up Madison Square Garden, and it's like, it's the end of the movie shot. And all of a sudden you hear, and, it's the and, then, and, then, and then it kind of just zooms back down on him. I'm like, the movie's not over? Oh my god. I sort of love that horrible movie. But that's a discussion for, I like a, different it for, time. for a different time. But, but I mean, it's the same kind of thing. And, it's, and then the Lord of the Rings. But Lord of the Rings luckily never had that moment. It just felt like... Well, I feel we're missing some stuff. Oh, they got to keep going. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it is going. Okay. But when I do watch all three back to back during the story of time, yeah, I don't mind it. But when you yeah. haven't seen it for like a year since the last one mm-hmm. and you go to the theater, it was just like, this movie's really long. <laughs> Longer than it feels. Then so just Nick, watch the extended edition. Well, oh, I love you, I know, know, right? I know, there's so much better. Anyway. So, Nick, what were you wanting to do tonight? Yeah, so, so Kyle and I have a weird little thing. <laughs> Uh, where we like to do Ray Romano. And by we, it's mostly me. To uh, anyone who... Listen to our Big Sick episode. Yeah, the Big Sick. Oh, no. <laughs> Ray Romano is in that movie. So... And uh, to be fair, I haven't watched a lot of Everybody Loves Raymond, oh, like, ever. Oh, I have. So I've seen much a lot Raymond. of it. I, I love that show. It's my family. Uh, on my mom's side, it's very sad. Do they, do they live next door? No, no, no. Well, okay. So my grandmother used to live in West Jeff, where I'm mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. and it would be like four minutes to get there, and my mom mm-hmm. had to go there all the time. But like, you know, she would be the one that would take an art pottery class and then do a giant vagina and have no idea it's a vagina. Oh, all right. Makes that, sense. <laughs> well, no, she doesn't mean to even do that. She It just looked like a big V. But like everyone's looking at it and it's like, oh. Pull oh, the quotes. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm just going to stop. Um, okay. So I'm taking quotes. So. I was talking with my friend Virgil, uh, and I, we just started riffing. I was like, oh, we got to do Ray Romano mm-hmm, quotes. That'd mm-hmm. be funny. And we just started doing from the movie, Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. And yeah. I just started doing from multiple things. <clears throat> and so we wanted to do this, I think, in another time, and we just never did it. Um, so I'm just going to tell you some uh, cool. lines. Um, what? You say pull? I'm trying. I'm trying to get into the voice. Oh, and I can't uh, just, uh, Deborah. Deborah's Debra. the key. Deborah. Deborah. Uh, you know. All right. Uh, it kind of becomes. It kind of becomes Sylvester Stallone a little bit. And you gotta be careful. Um, all right. So. Uh, uh, and here's the thing. I'm going to modify the lines a little bit because you gotta say it like how Ray would say it. Like Ray might not be aggro. If you want Sylvester Stallone, I can pretend to be Rocky instead. Uh, yo, uh, Adrian. yo, Adrian. Adrian. Yo, Adrian. Yeah. Rocky, you can't do that. No, that was bad. Okay. That was bad, Adrian. We got this. Sorry. We'll All right. Uh, the leads are weak. Ah, uh, the leads are weak. Fucking weeds are weak. Wow, that was bad. Words are hard. Let's try this again from the top. <clears throat> ah, Deborah, the leads are weak. Ah, you're weak. I've been in business for 15 years. What's your name? Oh, fuck you. That's my name, Deborah. <laughs> you know why, mister? Because you drove a Hyundai to get here tonight. <laughs> I can't keep going, keep going. <laughs> but it's bad. I drove an eighty thousand BMW. Well, I'm not even doing the voice anymore. <laughs> okay, ah, uh, that's my name, and your name is your wanting, and you can't play in a man's game. You can't even close them, and go home and tell your wife your troubles, Deborah. 
Uh, uh, Deborah. 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 Uh, I'm a huge fan of the way you lose control and turn into an enormous green rage monster. Dude, you're embarrassing me in front of the wizards. <laughs> uh, dude. Oh, man. Oh, Deborah. Okay. All right, so check out Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. You can get it on Amazon. Many other places to rent. <laughs> and many other places to rent. Thank you, Amanda. Thank you, Kyle, for doing this. Thank you all for coming out tonight. And Fuck you, Eric. Fuck you, Nick. Oh, Eric, hey. I'm sorry. I didn't like this movie. I know you've been telling me to watch it for years. <laughs> I mean, I liked it, but I didn't love it. Okay. You didn't love it. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry, Eric. No, it's okay. It's okay. Eric has no right to forgive you. <laughs> And you can't, you shouldn't forgive him for not coming tonight. To be, to to be fair, I was like shocked that Eric had like a day job that involved a holiday party because I was like, I thought you were just a writer. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Eric, we love you, buddy. All right, everyone, thank you. Have a good night. Goodbye. Merry Christmas. Bye. Yay. Get out of here without cheese! You're a creep! Go away! We're having a good time until you showed up, cheapers! Go have some coffee with cream or something! Because I'll tell you something! This is a happy place!